This is important information. Ready, set, and begin. Who better to talk about the MLS in the Twin Cities than the head coach of your hometown United? All incredible things to look forward to. Now, courtesy of Heineken, this is the Adrian Heath Show. Quintero with a Minnesota goal! The Adrian Heath Show. Oh, what a save by Shuttleworth! Oh, my! Hosted by former player and now loon sideline reporter Jamie Watson. Check this out! Good evening, everyone. Welcome to the Adrian Heath Show here on 1500 ESPN. Presented by Heineken, I am your host, Jamie Watson, and I am joined, as always, by head coach of your Minnesota United Loons, Adrian Heath. Adrian, welcome. How you doing? Good. This is uh, this is a little bit different for us. We are a few hours ahead of time tonight with the thanks of Manny Hill producing a little bit early because when the show runs tonight, normal time 6 to 7, which you're listening to now, we will be at U.S. Bank Stadium mm-hmm. as Tottenham gets set to take on AC Milan in the International Champions Cup. So with the the thanks to Manny Hill, as always, this guy literally keeps this ship afloat. He got in here early, helped us record, so a little bit different for us. We we okay with a little matinee session of Adrian Heath's show today? Yeah, it's made my day a little bit busier, I've got to be honest. <laughs> but... Uh... Hey, anything to please, you know me. As if it wasn't busy enough right now. Games have been coming thick and fast. Yeah. Just got back from Vancouver. Um, we'll talk a little bit more about the International Champions Cup as well. We'll dive back into that in the next time. We'll talk about the All-Star game that's coming up as well tomorrow night. So lots to talk about um, as we preview this weekend against Seattle at home too a little bit later. But first, the Vancouver matchup, as we mentioned you were coming off a three-game streak at home where you had taken nine points in eight days, the club's best run of form in Major League Soccer to date. Confidence was riding high. There seemed to be uh, an air of confidence going into the game against Vancouver. Started off actually okay. Weathered a little bit of a storm, but defensively, no real problems, no real no. issues. Probably had not a save to make before the goal. And they get the goal in the 35th minute. So talk me through your mindset, I guess, as you approach the game. We'll start there. Um, as your team makes the trip out to the Pacific Northwest, crosses the border, makes it into Vancouver. What were you guys feeling going into the game? Well, all the things that you just spoke about. We, we were on the back of a three-game winning streak at home and a lot of confidence in, in everybody individually, collectively. And we thought that we'd put a little, a decent game plan together. We thought that we... We matched up well against what their threats were, you know. We brought Eric Miller in to try and combat Alfonso Davies, and in fact, they were thinking of taking him off at half time. Really? Yeah. So I spoke to their staff after, and then he comes alive in the second half. And uh, you know, when I when I look at you know the the performance back, you know, I've watched it a couple of times. We had so many errors of judgment individually and collectively. Poor concentration levels. Poor decision making, poor game management, you know, anything you'd like to, whichever way you try and describe it, individually and collectively, it was probably the worst game that three or four of them have played, you know, and, and when you put that on the back of the, the recent run we've had, I was at a loss to explain it. I really am, because even now when I when I watch the goals back, you know, the, 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 the fourth goal, I think it was, no, the third goal, I think, we had... Four marking one, and and like twenty seconds later, it ends up being in the back of the net, and 
Nobody's made a tackle. Nobody's actually tried to do something. Nobody's tried to take the initiative and go, I'm going to sort this out. So I was very, very disappointed um, because in between the goals, goals change games, they scored at appropriate times for them. And every time that we got ahead of steam up within the game, just when we got back, even at 3-2, we got back in the game, gave another calamitous goal up, absolutely ridiculous goal up. And I have to be honest, sometimes I have to hold my hand up and go, I'll take the responsibility for it, but I, I don't know where it's coming from. I don't know where their mistakes individually and collectively are coming from. Yeah, and, and I can you can tell what you're talking about when you say the goals change games because in the 35th minute when Jordi Reyna scores the first goal of the game, it seemed as though it was innocuous that he started moving side to side, defenders were stepping out, and then all of a sudden there was this little gap that opens up and he picks his corner and he takes takes a shot and he scores. Well, he was he's, it, 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 from the moment he got the ball to shooting through Francisco Calvo's legs, he was confronted by five of our players. Five players. So so when you watch that, what is that? Well, somebody's got to, somebody has to make a decision that I am going to tackle the guy on the ball, and then if he flicks it past me, the next guy cl- cleans up and, and finishes off the play, if you like. But in the end, everybody's waiting for somebody else to do something, and in the end, nobody does anything, and it ends up in the back of the net. And he waits, and he gets in the window, and he shoots, and yeah. he scores. So it goes 1-0 and a half. That's interesting. I mean, I know you have a really cool tradition with most of the coaches, if not all the coaches in the league, where afterwards you guys get together in the locker room, chat for 10, 15 minutes um, before they get on their, their bus yeah. and go, or before you get on your bus and go. So the talk you were having with Carl Robinson and their coaching staff, Stuart Kerr, uh, with Martin as well, they yeah. they were talking about taking Alfonso Davies off at half? Well, obviously, he had such a, an incredible week for the kid. The highs and the lows. You of know, signing for, with Bayern Munich. Bayern we'll talk Munich. about this more in just a minute. A record yeah. transfer fee up to $22 million in the league. So, so he this, signed this week and was loaned back to Vancouver. Yeah, and this kid, don't forget, was you know a refugee a few years ago. He's arrived in the middle of Canada. I don't know where he is. And, and they pick him up one of their satellites and unsure about him when they got him. And it just goes to show how, how quickly fortunes can change for people. And, you know, the the cool thing about the boy, having met him before and after the game, he seems such a level-headed kid and he's he's so respectful of what the club have done for him and so excited about what the future holds for him. You know, and the one thing, as much as I've just said all the things that I've said about our defending, because he certainly won't get that much room in Germany, I can promise him <laughs> that, but the one good thing about him is the kid has special tools. He really does. He certainly does, and and we'll talk more about that transfer because I want to get your thoughts on that. So he's almost off at halftime, yet the coaches for Vancouver keep him on, and then he goes on to have quite the second half. He picked up an assist on Jordi Reyna's goal, one of those where you pass it to your mate, he does everything, and you get the assist. Thanks for that one. He owes, yeah. probably owes him half of that assist bonus. But then he gets a second. He gets the second goal of the game, 56th minute, scores off of a a, a weird play where it just is rolled back to him yeah, by it, Ibsen and is that part of the individual your m- mistakes you're talking about that really handcuffs you because then you start to go wait a minute we were we were fine until this moment but then you make a mistake like that is that the like was that a big turning point in the game well, for you well to go 2-0 down on the road is always a big big turning point but you know when when Ibsen you know inexplicably I, I don't know what he's thinking does the back heel We've still got six people behind the ball. 
So you're still fine defensively. We, we, well, we, we, we've got six people by, behind the ball. There's a big difference between having sure. six behind the ball and six actually doing something and actually being in a good defensive shape. So when he picks it up, I'm thinking, well, we've got enough bodies back. This is not the counter-attack where he, he just outruns you. Cause Which he's is the, thir- the third goal. Yes, exactly. But So for him then to start dancing through the middle of you know four of our defenders and then calmly side-footing it in the bottom corner without one of our players actually making a tattle, getting off their feet, landing on the ground, was a little bit difficult to take at the time. So, you know, Ibsen, is he at fault? For sure. And then when we look at the, the rest of it behind that, there wasn't one good piece of defending at all from anybody. Okay, so then Kai Kamara comes on a minute later, get caught on a counterattack. He goes and scores an assist from Davies as well. Could have either He could have either gone himself. Brent Coleman was doing as much as he could. One on two with, with I think, Jordi Reina coming in as well. But it, but that goal, we have the throw in in their bottom corner flag. Correct. And it and for some explicable reason, again, I, I can't come up with this answer. Our centre-backs think, well, I'll go and get the throw in off Darwin. That's, that's what I'm really good at. And then it goes to Rasmus and then we turn it over cheaply. And then we've got every what you class as defensive-minded defensive player ahead of the ball. And then, you know, Eric decides that I might go and try and score on the four post and leave the fastest guy in the league free on the edge of the box who then runs 75 yards and slides it into Kai Kamara. So, you know, comedy of errors, really. So, with that, team's now down 3-0. But then, 82nd minute, corner kick. Darwin Katero whips it in. Ibsen gets to the near post, flicks it on. Yep. Makes it 3-1. 3-1, yeah. And then from when you've got that much time left, we've all been in games where to score two goals in a minute, you can. So we, all of a sudden, you're back in the game. 87th minute, Abu Dunladi, after a great little combination play from Romario Abara and Darwin Quintero. Romario yep. puts Dar- Darwin Quintero through. Darwin does what he does in the box. Dribbles by people, slots it across for Abu Dunladi. Um Abu, it becomes 3-2. Abu gave us a lift when he came on. His pace, going in behind, gave us a lift. And, and he had looked good in training leading up to that, he, right? Yeah. For the last two weeks. And I, you know, It's funny because I, I was talking to their coaching staff before the game and I said uh, Abu's looking a lot quicker and a lot stronger. Looks as though he's finally fit and ready for the season. So he actually showed that when he came on. As you say, great little bit of combination play. Thought I thought Romario Ibarra... Gave us a lift when he came on. Looked as though he could combine. Looked as though he got that pace to go past people, which one of the reasons we bought him. And then Abu gets us a goal. So when you're thinking 3-2, three, three, 86, 87 minute, referee's going to put five up, eight minutes. The opposing bench are thinking, oh no, here we go again. Because they've had days like this. Where they've, give, yeah, where they've given away games and given up points. and Late on and, you know, it's gone from for them. So they are thinking, you know, the worst can happen. And then what? I don't know how long later. And then 89th minute, Alfonso Davies again has another amazing run through, chops it through, gets past Colin Martin, and then puts a top corner just inside the box, about 12 yards out. To make it 4-2, ends up essentially icing the game. Um, from there, 89th minute, 4-2. But, but before Alfonso beats three men, Jody Raynan picks the, fo- the football up in our half with four people around him. Four players. Not one of them makes the tackle. Not one of them thinks I am gonna. I'm gonna take the responsibility to actually go and sort this guy out. So we don't do that, and everybody backs off. Everybody backs off. Then they give it to Reina. Then he chops inside and does his little bit. And as you say, it's a good finish. And the kid, you know, you, you got to take your hat off. The kid had a good second half. 
but we certainly made it. To, we certainly contributed to his good second half. All right, so we're up against the break now. So what I want to do when we come back, I want to ask you your thoughts on Alfonso Davies. Now uh-huh. that you've obviously the news is broke, he, the the move is official. What you saw in the game, what you think of him as potential, yeah. um, kind of playing off of the 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 back of this game. What are some of the things you're looking to work on in training this week as you get set to host Seattle at home, a big game. Obviously, TCF Bank has been very kind four in a row at TCF Bank Stadium. So we've got plenty more to break down, so stick around when we come back right here on 1500. We now continue with more of the Adrian Heath Show on 1500 ESPN. Presented by Heineken. Welcome back to the Adrian Heath Show. Again, a little bit different tonight. We are pre-recording as there is a match tonight that Adrian Heath and I will both be at US Bank Stadium, the International Champions Cup match between Tottenham and AC Milan. If you're still listening, get down there. Get your tickets. Come and see us. We'll be running around. Adrian will be there signing autographs, kissing babies like he does. <laughs> I'm your host, Jamie Watson. Adrian Heath, Minnesota United Minnesota United head coach, joining us. Adrian, where we left off last segment, we were recapping Vancouver, and we talked about the 17-year-old wonder boy, Alfonso Davies, gets sold uh-huh. last week just before the matchup uh, your team had in Vancouver against him. There are lots of reports of how much the number was. I heard 13 million, upwards up to 22 million if incentives are hit. Um, obviously, that's a record fee for MLS outgoing. When you look at the deal, having been a player that was once the highest transfer fee in England, uh-huh. you've also been a part of deals where you've bought and sold players for crazy amounts of money. Um, crazy relative term, crazy yeah. for myself. Not crazy in the soccer world. You see a number like thirteen million for sure, guaranteed. Here's your payment for it, but then it can go upwards of twenty two million, depending on how it pans out over the next couple of years, incentives and stuff. Um, for you, for a seventeen year old who coming into the season had three goals, hmm. coming into the game had three goals, zero goals coming into the season. Are you paying thirteen million dollars for potential? Are you paying thirteen million dollars? For what he's doing currently, where does that number come from? How do you set the value on a 17-year-old kid like that? I think the, the most important thing here is that yeah, potential is the word, but when you consider the the, the quality of, the, of what the boy has, 13 million could be cheap. Let's go down the road of that kid is in England. You ain't buying him for 13 million. If that if that's kids in France, if that kid's in uh, Italy or Spain. It's twenty. It's twenty million now, and going up to thirty, thirty-five, with the potential. I don't. Wow. So you think you think that's kind of the because MLS has never seen that number before. Thirteen yeah. sounds well, an it's, exorbitant it's, amount of money. It's, it's but. a great. It, by the way, it's a it's a lot of money, but the kid has got some special talents, and you know, even from last year, Jamie, he's bigger, he's stronger. Yeah. You know, the fact that he's a left-sided kid as well, left-footed. Yeah. You, you know, that's huge. They, they, they always come at a premium. And when I look at him, if he can get an end product like he did with us, but he can make that run, he's always been able to beat people. But against us, in, they've said this season, he looks like he can score a goal. Now, all of a sudden, if he becomes a 15 to 20 goals a season left winger with incredible pace and can assist and put, deliver balls in the box, they'll willingly pay $22 million for that because Bayern Munich will probably sell him for 80 Wow! And that's the way that it goes now. You know, you have to it's speculate to accumulate. You know, you look at the transfer fees that a club like Monaco have done over the years. 
small little principality at the bottom of France end up paying 10 and 12 million for these players. People go, how much? And then 18 months later, they sell him for 50 and 70 and 80. They took in over 600 million on transfer fees last summer alone. 600 million, that's right. They and, were getting and the coach and, and the coach said they could have actually topped a billion if they'd have sold all the players they had offers for. That's so, incredible. So, you know, 13's a lot of money for the US so far. Down the road, trust me, this might be this might be the day that Bayern Munich go, what a great bit of business that was. I mean, that's just, it's it's remarkable to think. And you start to say that, and I guess it makes sense because in world football, that's not necessarily a crazy amount of money, but we just haven't seen the likes of that yet in well, MLS. Manchester City paid 50 million. Well, they paid 100 million for two fullbacks last year. Fullbacks don't go for as much as white guys who can beat people and score and make goals. Never have done. So if this kid can actually go and convert what everybody's thinking he can, he's going to be really, really cheap. Yeah, and you talk about I Liverpool think, paying $80 million for Van Dyke last year? Yeah, and so, they've just paid 65 for a goalkeeper. For a goalie as well, yeah. So the other thing I'll just add for that, I think Vancouver have been quite smart. They've kept a small percentage. So if he does go for you know a lot of money, then they maybe get another five, six, eight, ten million out of the deal. Another cut on that. All right, so... We'll put a bow on that with Alfonso Davies. We're talking with Adrian Heath, head coach of Minnesota United. We're talking about Vancouver. We're talking about Alfonso Davies there. But now we want to switch. On the back of um, the 4-2 loss, now you've got Seattle coming in. We'll preview that a little bit later in the show. Uh, when you give up four goals on the road and goals that you weren't happy about conceding, meaning there were individual errors, a calamity of errors, as you said, numbers back, but nobody really going in and tackling, getting tight, um, doing the things needed to stop attacks dead in their tracks. What do you do in training this week to work on that, to correct that, so those mistakes don't happen again this weekend? Well, you go over the video, and obviously, when you know it's like when you go over the video, Jamie. Not fun. It's not fun. Because you duck and you hide in the back of the room and hope because you forget sometimes that you're you, in the room. <laughs> exactly, because sometimes you actually look at it and you go, "Really? Is that me?" Is that me not making the title? Is oh, that- it's crazy how, and I'll say this from a player, quick sidebar, there are so many times I've watched video going, I can't wait till we get to this part because I know this happened this way, and then you see it on tape and you go, oh, my God. oh boy, that wasn't anything <laughs> close what I thought, or I yeah. thought I was wide open, why yeah. didn't this guy pass it to me? Yeah. And then you realize this guy was right there next to you and it would have been a bad option. Like it, so, it's, so it's very different seeing it on tape. So you'll yeah. go and watch the tape. And we'll watch the tape and we'll go through each goal and we've, we'll go back from when we actually turn possession over to them, wherever it may be, and then go through every step along the way. Why haven't we stopped him here? Where are the midfield? Where's the protection? Now, once it goes past that, now who's, who's going to be the first guy who steps to the ball? Who's going to be the first line of confrontation? What are the people around him doing? Is he getting enough support? Is somebody getting tired? All the stuff that we spoke about before the game with Alfonso Davies. If somebody confronts him, somebody get tight to pick the next ball up. But we didn't do any of that. So we'll go through that, and then we'll go on the training ground, and we'll do some sessions that actually you have to do that in, because if you don't, it's there for all to see again. Certainly, and and those aren't always necessarily the most fun sessions, but probably the most beneficial ones. And uh, we see that a lot as we go out to training and watch, and we see... If set pieces are a problem, well, then you hammer home the set pieces. Defensive shape, if that's the problem, you hammer that home. So it'll be interesting to see how the group responds to that, how they take that on board. Um, now they move forward. I mean, it's kind of a bit of an odd week because 
the All-Star game is taking place tomorrow night in Atlanta. Mm, which hasn't been ideal with us not having Calvo, who's an integral part of what we do at the back. Exactly. So, and, so and that's not been helpful. So Francisco Calvo voted in as an All-Star this year. Uh, and then this week, it was announced yesterday, Darwin Quintero has been added to the MLS All-Star list as well. A very worthy cause of that. But now you're now without a second player this yeah. week. And he gets another trip down to the All-Star. So is it a catch-22 for you? You have two All-Stars on your team. Yeah. But, but a week I, you need them, they're not here. I actually said when somebody from MLS rang me and said, what are your feelings that Domin Quintero has been picked for the All-Star game? I go, I didn't realize that the MLS had so many great players that Domin didn't get picked originally. Right. Well, I guess are at the time, me? right, he, he, yeah. he came in. Uh, a little bit after the start of the season, right? So yeah. he's only played 17 games. He only came in about a month after the season started, so it was a bit bit odd. Yeah, but. I, I, don't, I can't see that we can pick a squad of 20-odd players in the, in the MLS and he's not in that four or five uh, what you would class as forward players. Clearly that was a big omission. Everyone who but, voted is probably going, yeah, yikes, I, maybe I messed up on that one. And I think Atlanta have got about 17 players in there as well, so that might not help. They are good for voting. Maybe they need to uh, figure out. A, no, we won't go. We won't go the political route with the no, voting. We'll, no. go, we'll go. We'll Let's go. just say they they take a very active part in a lot of uh, media uh, voting stunts and, yeah, and yeah. everything. Darwin scores three incredible goals um, against Toronto FC on July fourth, and none of them win goal of the week because there yeah. was a tap in for Joseph Martinez from two yards out, and uh, that certainly was a, a worthy winner in Atlanta fans' eyes as they. Yeah flock to MLSsoccer.com to go vote for that one. Exactly. Um, so, all right. So when we come back, we're up against the break. Um, we'll get your thoughts about the All-Star game because the All-Stars of MLS are taking on Juventus. Yep. Uh, big matchup. Also, Juventus, part of the International Champions Cup. You and I, because we are we're pre-recording this show, we will be at the AC Milan-Tottenham game tonight. So we'll talk about that. Yep. We've got plenty more to come. Stick around. This is the Adrian Heath Show right here on 1500 ESPN. This is the Adrian Heath Show, presented by Heineken on 1500 ESPN. Welcome back to the Adrian Heath Show, right here on 1500 ESPN, presented by Heineken. Your host, Jamie Watson, here. A little bit different. We're not doing the bumper music because we are pre-recording tonight, as Adrian Heath and I will be down at U.S. Bank Stadium. Uh, Tottenham's taking on AC Milan. Uh, Adrian, you excited about tonight's matchup? Going yeah. and seeing the game, not having to do any coaching responsibilities. No, but it's always nice to see um, two incredibly illustrious names. You know, Juventus, the old lady, seven times champions in a row of Italy, um, one of the great clubs of world football, and Tottenham Hotspur, who, you know, most people won't remember, won't know this, but I had a real sort of soft spot for Spurs as a kid. I used to love the strip, the white shirt, the navy shorts, and the white socks with the cockerel on the on the badge. So uh, no, it, it, I I think of all the teams in England that I enjoy watching, when Spurs are at their best, I uh, I love watching Spurs because everything I think that's good about football teams, about getting after the opposition, running around, fighting, tackling, they image they they mirror their coach who. I know very well from our old Espanol days. Yeah, seeing you yesterday actually at training, I wanted to talk to you about that because um, the International Champions Cup was really great. They were able to have, uh, in Tottenham in particular, they were able to have a bunch of Minnesota United players down on the field. You as well, your coaching staff were there. Um, So you guys got a chance to go down on the field. And what was that like for you? Because all of a sudden you break off and we see Mauricio Pochettino make his way 
right over to you. Yeah. And then you guys just chatted up for 10, 15 minutes like you guys were best mates and you just hadn't seen each other in a week or so and you were catching up. Well, not sure about best mates, but we go back a long way. Um, you were acting like it. You two hugging, no, smiling, laughing. I, I left in 88, 89, I think, Espanol, and he came that, that year I left. So uh, first thing he said is, soy periquitos. So what does that mean? No, we are, well, the nickname of the club, the Espanol, is like the budgies, the periquitos. So we are we are, we are periquitos. So so once you're once you're a part of Espanol, yeah. it's like a it's like a uh, yeah. an alumni brotherhood. You can come up and that's well, the well, first it, thing you say, huh? Well, it is because what you have to understand, you're in a city where everybody's Barcelona. Barcelona dictates that club, but the feeling for this club because it's small and it fights above its weight and it's always against Barca and Barca try and keep them down there, keep them in their place. It's it's a, it's a little uh, it's a nice little brotherhood there. Once you played at the club, you know, and we were talking about the old secretary who's, I think he's seventy nine. He's still there. No way from when you were there yeah, in eighty eight, yeah. huh? He's seventy nine years of age and he's still there. And I said, I said to Maurizio yesterday, "How is he?" He said, "As mad as ever and still as aggressive as ever." <laughs> and he only likes you when you've left. When you're there, he thinks everybody's the worst player. You're the worst player we've ever had. You know, <laughs> this club will never do anything with you. And then the minute you leave, he's in tears. He's going, "I don't know what the club are doing." And all that <laughs> so, but it was nice to see Maurizio. I think he's done done an incredible job from what with what he's spent to be where Spurs are four times in the top four, been fighting on the, the last two years for the championship. I think he's done an incredible job. I worry for him this year. You know, they've just spent over a billion pounds on their stadium. Yeah. So they haven't bought a player yet. So while everybody around them has been buying, you know, Liverpool has spent another 100 million on a goalkeeper and a white guy, is it? And then, you know, Man City again have been in the in the news. Jose's complaining because he's only spent 200 million this summer. So it's going to be tough for Maurizio, but if it, I think if there's anybody who can keep it all together and keep them competitive, it's him. It was pretty cool seeing you guys chumming it up together. And one of the guys I actually got a chance to chum it up with a little bit was Danish midfielder and star for Tottenham. Top player. Top Christian player. Eriksen. Yeah, I, I, I love Christian Eriksen. I always talk to you. You know about all this thing in football is scoring and making goals. Yeah. This guy does it for fun. So it was pretty cool. I got a chance to chat with him for about two minutes. Uh, we we talked about his time here. We talked about his thoughts of, of America, of Minnesota. Let's take a look at the interview from yesterday with Christian Eriksen. Sitting here today with Danish midfielder and the Tottenham superstar Christian Eriksen. Christian, thank you so much for being here today. You're welcome. So this tournament, some of the biggest teams in the world, how's it been so far? It's been a lot of games in a short amount of time with some travel, but have you enjoyed yourself so far? Yeah, no, definitely. I think is, uh, of course, we've been some very nice places. Like I said, there's some very, very fun opponents to play against and to, to test yourself in a friendly game is always fun. And uh, yeah, like. It's been a good tour so far. It's nice weather, so there's nothing really to complain about. When you get this collection of teams together, apart from maybe the Champions League, is there a better tournament with this much quality teams than the International Champions Cup? No, I don't think so. I, don't, I haven't seen any other tournament where you can pick up any team really in the in the top in any league really to go here and to play. And of course, it's for it's for the fans and of course for the clubs with the most fans in the in the states who goes here. And of course, we're happy that Spurs have so many fans, so it's a it's a good place to be. But yeah, no, I think it's a, it's definitely one of the funnest tournaments. Well, you find yourself in Minneapolis today. What do you think of Minneapolis so far? How's it been? There's obviously a massive Spurs supporters group that are here, one of the biggest in the country. You can't seem to go two feet without somebody recognizing you, asking for your picture here. What's it like being here in Minneapolis for you? 
Yeah, no, it feels very good. Of course, we, we arrived a bit late yesterday. We went for a little walk around the city and, and look what it was like. And uh, yeah, it looks like a, a nice town, nice t nice place to be. And of course, now we have the open training later. We'll see how many fans who, who shows up, but it looks uh, looks like a lot. So uh, so it's good to see so many fans and uh, they're very supportive. And they've been all over the US really, so, so it's good. Great support everywhere with Tottenham. Obviously a big matchup against AC Milan here. Last one about the game. What are you expecting playing against AC Milan after playing some of the biggest teams already? Barcelona as well. Now you've got AC Milan. Another big challenge, your third game in a week. Looking forward to it tomorrow? Yeah, 100%. I think in uh, any friendly game and of course in pre-season game, you, you want to get fit. And uh, of course playing against even better teams makes you probably get fit even quicker because you know they, they will be sharp and uh, be on their toes like, uh, like we should be uh, in every game. So of course it's good to test yourself and, uh, and get some confidence going into to the Premier League and um, yeah, it'll be a, hopefully be a fun game to watch. There you go, there's Christian Eriksen. His thoughts on the game tonight, which we are currently at as we're pre-recording right now, Adrian Heath here on the Adrian Heath Show. Um, you know, that was a bit of the, the more kind of formal talk, formal interview of his thoughts of the International Champions Cup uh, and their tour so far where they've been in San Diego for a game and then L.A. for another game. Uh, your thoughts kind of on, on Christian Eriksen, what he had to say? Well, another Scandinavian player who speaks perfect English. Right, he speaks he was... better English than me and you, certainly. <laughs> um, no, and obviously he's an educated player. He's an educated footballer. And um, I think one of the things is that the, the players love coming to the States. They love the USA. They love coming. There's obviously the language barrier. There's no language barrier. Right, they easier transition. And they're all into all the American sports. I know you guys were down with the Vikings players. Some of them were trying to take They penalty. were loving it. Son was there. Michelle Vorm. Yeah. Uh, Kyle Walker-Peters was there. It was, uh, it and was, then the Vikings guys were trying to take penalties. and Kirk Cousins was taking one. Uh, Everson Griffin, Anderson Dale, yeah. Adam Thielen. Yeah. And uh, let's just say they need to stick to playing football because... Yeah. They were kicking it ten yards over the goal every time. It was pretty cool to see the interaction I it was of the, for the two. extra point. Yeah, they were literally kicking extra points trying to kiss score well, penalties. The one thing I, I will say with soccer players when they actually have a go at the American football, nearly all the goalkeepers are incredible at kicking the ball. Yeah, I mean they were they were not, they they did field goals a couple of the guys. You Michelle played Warren. with a guy, last, uh, Josh Lambo. Yeah, who's like he's killing it in the NFL with now. The Jaguars. He was he was a youth national team player with me. Played at FC Dallas. Yeah. Teammate of mine. Now he's one of the best kickers in the NFL. And I I think I don't I don't know if you know the story that the guy Christian Fuchs at uh, Leicester City. He he's actually the day he finishes his contract, he's going to try out in the the US. Is that right? Because he thinks he's going to have another five years kicking the ball in the NFL. Wow, that's uh that's pretty crazy. I I definitely when I when I started seeing the paychecks. Soccer here in America, uh, I definitely should have tried kicking field goals. That would have been a smarter move. It's so, funny the guys who watch you play said you should. <laughs> <laughs> well, turned into that one, huh? All right. Well, much like Adrian's have a little bit of fun here. Then we got to do a little bit less serious of an interview with Christian Eriksen, where we had a little bit of fun with him, and we got to see some of his quick fire reactions. Normally, Adrian Heath on the hot seat. Yesterday was Christian Eriksen. Let's hear what he had to say. With Christian Eriksen now, we're going to do a fun game where I'm going to say a player's name and you have to give me the first word that comes to mind. Yeah. Quickly. Don't think about it. Sure. And if it's not nice, it's Doesn't fine. Matter. It's just you and me talking. Okay. Nobody else is watching. They'll never hear this. Cool. Okay. First name. Hugo Lloris. Keeper. This is going to be original. Yeah. He says that the whole time. Says their profile name. Uh, you give me their number, their their height, anything. Give me, give me something fun about Harry Kane. First word that comes to mind? Uh, daddy. Daddy? Yeah. Well, you're a daddy too now. Yeah. Would he True. say that about you? He would probably say the same, yeah, maybe. What about Deli Ali? Tattoos. 
thought you were going to give this one. <laughs> well, give me your best Dali Ali wave. Well, the wave. <laughs> give us the best Dali Ali. The sunny wave and the Dali Ali wave. <laughs> Let's go. Um, sun. Smiling. Let's go with Cameron Carter Vickers. Big lump. <laughs> <laughs> Big American lump. We're proud yeah. of him over here. Yeah, no, you he can't say mean things about him. You should him. be. You should be. What would your teammates say about you? Uh, Danish. That's probably what Is that they a good say. thing or a bad thing? I hope it's a good thing. I see that's a good thing. You have to ask them if it's good or bad. Let's say the. Uh, let's go. The first thing that you bought when you turned pro. What was that? First thing I bought. Uh, 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 probably a pair of sneakers. What was the first thing you bought when you first became a dad? Now you're gonna be. A dad. Oh, when you I found out. A few things before. Yeah, I know. I did buy a few things. Uh, the first thing as a real dad was uh, I bought a car for him the other day. A race car. Uh, a little bit of a race, old school uh, toy he can wreck, and it yeah. should be all right. Never too young for a big race car. No. All right. Lastly. What are you looking forward to most about tomorrow night playing in Minnesota? Yeah, I'm looking forward to, to play some football and, uh, and enjoy really and, and get fit for the Premier League to, to start. And of course it will be a, a big game and a big test for us to see how, where we are in, in our pre-season preparation. But like I said, it will be the third game in a very short time. So um, hopefully it will be something that the fans will enjoy and we will enjoy. Since you passed Nicholas Bentner last year as the highest ever Danish goal scorer in the Premier League, should we start calling you Lord Eriksson now? No, not Lord. No, that, that he can keep that for himself. I think that, that's his, and then you can call me whatever else. All right, Christian Eriksen, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Uh, good fun with Christian Eriksen. He was he was a good laugh. There was a there was a few of them that didn't make it to air because we ended up just cutting up and going completely off script. And uh, he's a, he's actually a really funny and personable guy. By the way. It's not very often you'll hear the name Bentner and Christian Eriksen in the same conversation. Anyway. I thought that was going to get him, the Lord Eriksen. I thought for sure he was going to lose on that one. He held it well together. Bentner should be very pleased he's mentioned in the same category as uh, Christian Eriksen. Uh, there was, uh, so I, I go into this interview, and, I, and I'll give you the quick story because we're up against a break. I honestly had this this funny line I was going to give him, and I completely chickened out because I was uh, you know a bit excited. It's Christian Eriksen. I was going to start the interview with uh, a wonderful footballer, intelligent, great-looking guy, charismatic, everyone loves him. Those are a lot of things today's guest would say about me, but joining me now is Christian Erickson. And right as I went to talk, I went... Yeah. Christian Erickson, thank yeah, you for joining yeah. us. I yeah. completely, it, yeah. completely panicked, yeah. hit the eject button, and uh, and we just went with a regular interview. Yeah, so there we go. go. We uh, big thank you to Tottenham for setting that up. Christian Erickson for his time. Uh, Adrian, your thoughts on Christian Erickson? Just the personality side. We heard you thought he was a player. No, I I know people who know him quite well from the Danish side, and um, everybody speaks really highly of him. Not only as a player, but as a guy. It'd be interesting. I'm looking forward to the game tonight because he'll probably play some time in it today yeah. because he, you know, they had a great win against Roma, 4-1, played a lot of the kids. Then they played Barca, 2-2. I'm looking forward to the game tonight. I think we've got a good opportunity seeing the next generation, next wave of really talented young Tottenham players. Absolutely. Well, we're going to go to our last break tonight. When we come back, we're going to break down Seattle Sounders, the home game this Saturday at TCF Bank Stadium. And as always, we are going to rate Cal's call. Stick around. So a lot more to come on the Adrian Heath Show right here on 1500 ESPN. We now continue with more of the Adrian Heath Show on 1500 ESPN. Presented by Heineken. Here we go. One final segment on the Adrian Heath Show presented by Heineken. Tonight we pre-record because Adrian and I will be away 
from the studio tonight during the normal regular time of the show. So we were pre-recording a little matinee session here. Adrian, last segment. You ready to talk this weekend's match against Seattle? Yeah, it's going to be tough. Um, Coming to a little bit of form. I think it's four wins on the trot they've gone. Um, I spoke to my friend who's the strength and conditioning coach up there, head of sports science, and he thinks that for the first time since he's been there this year, they're starting to look like what they are, two-time finalists of the uh, MLS Cup. So, you know, they paid $8 million for Rui Diaz. He's come in and hit the ground running, which we expected. Two-time top goal scorer in uh, Mexican um, La Liga. No, 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 La Liga's... Uh, <laughs> Liga Spain Liga MX Liga MX Same language That's yeah, about yeah. it no, um, but... no So he's come in And hit the ground running Nicholas Ladero now Playing in his best position Underneath the striker Not sure whether Dempsey's going to start Because he's been out The team at the minute But you know Very strong in midfield With Svensson and Alonso And uh, you know They've got Christian Roldan Who's, who's suddenly developing Into a, a top midfield player Within the league So the fact that They're coming in here on the back of, uh, as you say, I think it's three or four wins in the league. They are going to be uh, difficult opponents, but our last four games here have been terrific. We need the same. If we approach it the same and play the same, I think we're more than capable of getting a result. Minnesota United sitting 8-3-1 and one at home on 28 points. A win would put them into a tie with sixth place Real Salt Lake. Level on games for the sixth and final spot in the playoffs. So it certainly will be a big one. One name for Minnesota United fans that they will be wanting to ask about, Angelo Rodriguez. Will he be available for selection? Yes, he will. He um, He's trained really hard. He's um, He looks as though he's in good shape. He's a big, strong kid. looks great with his back to goal. That's something that we've probably not had before. Um, we've been pleased with Romario Abarro's little sort of cameo. Gave you glimpses of part of the third yeah. goal, our second goal for Minnesota United. Yeah, and he, he, he gave us... He gave us a little glimpse of his little bit of pace, a little burst on the outside, got a couple of corners on going on the outside, a little bit of combination play. So, yeah, we th- them two have uh, certainly put themselves in my thoughts for the weekend. All right, well, it'll be interesting to see a big matchup Saturday, August 4th. Minnesota United takes on Seattle at TCF Bank Stadium. That will be a big one. Certainly looking for another big crowd. It's been several sellouts in a row now consecutively, which has been a bit of a fortress that Minnesota United has needed to accelerate their season, get them back into the playoff chase. And a lot of those goals at home have been pretty exciting ones. They've gotten some great calls from my man Callum Williams, who is the voice of Minnesota United, play-by-play commentator Callum Williams. He gives a great goal call, and then what we do on Tuesdays is we break down those goal calls. I've been sitting on this one since back on July 4th, because he gave us so many great goals on the night. Darwin Quintero, hat-trick, first one in Minnesota United history. This is the second one, I believe, that we've now had up, and we are going to go to the third goal that Darwin Quintero scored that night, the one for the hat-trick. What we do here, the last segment of the show, we always end with Ray Cowell's call. Adrian Heath, head coach of Minnesota United, you were going to listen to the call that Callum Williams gave for a goal, and you were going to give it a score 0-10, to 10, 10 being the best. This is the third goal from Darwin Quintero against Toronto FC at home, July 4th. Adrian Heath, it is time for you to rate Cal's call. Can there be another opening here for the Lings? Quintero! My words! Patrick! Hysteria! It's his day! It's his moment! His hat-trick! On his stomping ground!
This is a rarity because not only did you get a chance to hear the call, you got to see the highlight and you got a chance to relive the moment. Yeah, it's um this is a good this is going to be this is a good one. No, it is not only a good it's a good co- commentary from Cal, got to be honest. But the goal itself is quality. <laughs> you know, for where he puts it in, you know, the keeper's got a good starting position. He's not it's out not, of position. No. And and he's, was not that far out of position no, in and that play. Uh, he's managed to put it right in the top, you know. Upper 90, as you say, in America, and it's uh, absolutely magnificent. And it was vintage Cal, his day, his goal, and all that. All of that stuff. So, coming up with a big eight and a half. Eight and a half. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. That is up there. That is one of the highest we've seen, and a deserved. So, Cal went through a range of emotions, as he said, Quintero. It started off with, what's he doing? Oh, this is optimistic. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Oh, it's gone in, and he almost sounded like he was mad at the end. Oh, you had the audacity to do this again for the second time in the game. What a wonderful goal it was. Very deserved eight and a half. Adrian Heath, that was uh, that was one to remember, certainly. And this show, as always, one to remember. You just seem to get better and better each week. We want to say thank you so much for coming in today. As ever, I much appreciate it. Enjoyed it, mate. And without the likes of Manny Hill, our wonderful producer, we would have never been able to pull this show off. Big thanks to Manny Hill, Brad Lane, obviously, for setting us up, letting us come in a little bit early to record. We are very grateful. Hopefully, we see a lot of you tonight. Tottenham takes on AC Milan at US Bank Stadium. We will both be there. Look for us. Say hello. Adrian Heath will kiss your baby and sign their forehead if you want. I will take the picture. Uh, we appreciate you listening to the show as, as always. We want to say a big thank you to Heineken being the sponsor of the show. We want to thank you so much for listening. We are so appreciative of it. For Adrian Heath, for Manny Hill, for myself, Jamie Watson. Thank you so much for listening to The Adrian Heath Show right here on 1500 ESPN. You've been listening to The Adrian Heath Show, hosted by Jamie Watson, presented by Heineken. For Minnesota United game and broadcast information, be sure to visit 1500ESPN.com and click on the United tab in the Sportswire. To be your best every day, you need proven quality sleep every night. Science proves your best sleep is vital to your mental, emotional, and physical health. And that's where the Sleep Number Bed comes in. And let me tell you, ever since I've had it, my Sleep IQ score is just going higher and higher. And did you know 8 out of 10 couples say that one of them sleeps too hot or too cold? Science tells us regulating your sleep temperature leads to higher quality sleep. For many couples, temperature struggles are a real challenge. So here are some tips to help you both sleep just right. Look for beds designed with temperature benefits such as the new Sleep Number Climate 360 Smart Bed that actively warms and cools each side so you both sleep blissfully comfortable. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number 360 Special Edition Smart Bed. Plus, special financing for a limited time. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com slash podcast one. Sleep Number the official sleep and wellness partner of the National Football League. Subject to credit approval, minimum monthly payments required. See sleepnumber.com for details.